All right, what's poppin' players? Welcome to uh, Tritini on the Rocks podcast number, I don't even know anymore. We're, we've been doing this for a minute. We've been quarantined up for a minute, um, but thanks for joining us. I am joined by uh, my very good friends, Raymond Liebert and Ellis Green. How's it going, boys? Hello. And uh, we're trying to get the, you know, some ear bleach uh, from last week, or the last episode because we had a deal with listening to a lot of music that I personally didn't like and I didn't really like the ones that they chose. So uh, we chose some some tracks we enjoyed, um, but this time around, um, I, I guess our condition was songs that never made it out of Japan. Um, so we had a lot of, uh, lot of good music that we had to kind of unfortunately skim down. Um, but I'll let Ellis take over with uh, his, his picks. Yeah. Uh, this first track that I have selected is from a game. So this episode is going to have a lot of pronunciations in it, especially on on my behalf. This is from Kairu no Tame ni Kane wa Naru. All right. And uh, I believe in English that, that translates to for the frog, the bell tolls. It's this little, for, little Japanese. The frog for whom the bell tolls, something like that. Okay, thanks for yeah, thanks for correcting me on that. So a little Japanese Hemingway for you. Uh, anyway, this is a uh, this track is the Overworld music, and it's by Kazumi Tataka. That was on the Game Boy. On the Game Boy? Wow. Um, Never heard of that game. That game apparently is a... Wait. Wait, Does that mean that your translation of that title was was, uh, off the cuff? I am am approaching halfway fluent according to the GLPT assessment system. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Neat. Um, So yeah, that was off the cuff. Alright, well, uh, next up... (laughs) from my picks this is a track from a game we've heard from before on the podcast Uh, this game is dangerous seed Uh, this time we'll be playing the ending music and the uh, composers credited on on this game include akihito hayashi yoshinori nagumo yoshihiko nishimura and yoko shimakawa
I don't remember what when this came up, this game. Dangerous Seed. It was a few episodes ago. No. That sounds like a, a shoot-em-up. Mm-hmm. The music. Is it? Yeah. It is. It's, it's uh, yeah, shoot-em-up for Mega Drive. How did you, like... What was your thought process in hearing that and just knowing that it's a, it was from a shmup? Uh, I used to play a lot of shmups, and I don't know, I just like them. In fact, a lot of my shmup time has been at the grid in Mesa, Arizona. After we play, I, did, I would sit at the shmup machine for a while and just go nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I may have yeah. played this at some point, but I don't know. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, my third track is from a game, uh, Mario Artist. Mario Artist Talent Studio in particular. So the Mario Artist games were sort of spiritual successors to Mario Paint, and they were exclusive to the Nintendo 64 disk drive, which of course was a Japanese-only add-on to the Nintendo 64. Um, the credited composers on this this title include Kazumi Tataka again, as well as Kenta Nagata and Toru Minagishi. Anyway, uh, this track is called The Catwalk. Actually has an ending. Mm-hmm. Save the best one for the end, huh? Yeah. That's that sick. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Mario Artist games have, have really great music. Um, I've never heard of these Mario Artist games. Did not know that it was successors to Mario Paint, so that's really cool. Unfortunately, we did not get the 64DD here. Which I think we kind of talked about a little bit because Mother Three was, um, you know, one of the games. I think I was slated for it. Yeah. So it was a sequel to Final Fantasy VI, guys. If you guys weren't interested, if were interested in that, I didn't know that actually. Like yeah, it's there's... not Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy VI, like a like Final actual... Fantasy VI two. Exactly. Lightning returns. <laughs> Lightning returns. Yeah. <laughs> So there's like a Final Fantasy VI sequel written, and it hasn't. Nothing's happened with it. Not even like a. a I don't think game. <laughs> I don't think a, a like a actual. I think it was just like kind of concept art or what it would look like. It actually looks a lot similar to Final Fantasy VII, so you can kind of tell what the kind of technology they're working with. Very similar. What if they, the they released it and was called Final Fantasy IV? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody's that. That would just that would make it so much better. <laughs> Just think, if uh, Nintendo had kept their deal with uh, Sony, or if um, if uh, Square was down with the 
with the 64, we'd have games called Final Fantasy 64 and Final Fantasy 64 2. Oh, or Final okay. Fantasy 4 64 or something like that. That would be terrible. <laughs> so I got three tracks, and the uh, first one is from a beloved series here in America, um, but one of uh, the iterations that didn't make it to America. Um, it's the Grace Ace Attorney from the Ace Attorney series, and um, yeah, I have some things to say about it, but I'll wait till after. Okay. One thing uh, that really strikes me about these soundtracks, there's two games I think, is that it's fully orchestrated, which is cool. I mean, the Ace Attorney games, I, I really like the soundtracks because they're like um, high quality, like sort of chiptune sounds, but this is sort of striking just because it's different. And I wanted to choose a song that didn't sound like you know, the, the typical, like, objection song or, like, pressing or evidence or whatever, you know, the songs are all named that. That's no, kind of a sweet song. You know, listening to all these tracks really emphasizes that, you know, there's so many songs that were missed because we didn't get to play all these games. Um, but, yeah, this is a, a really, really cool track. It's so weird that this game didn't come to America because... As far as I know, the Ace Attorney games sell pretty well, and you know people like them. And uh, I don't know; it's just kind of it's weird because for Capcom to not bring like a, a game like deep in a series uh, on a system that everybody had, the 3DS, is really I don't know. It's just it's just kind of strange, and I think it's like one of those things. And Nintendo does this too, where they're just kind of out of touch with. Um, like w Western audiences, and they're like, "Oh, if we make a game that's Japanese, yeah, I don't know the the like not bringing stuff over to the West because it's too Japanese is like, do do these companies understand how many weeaboos are out here? You know, like <laughs> people eat that stuff up. Yeah, not for but, sure. Anyway, I would like to play that game. This next track is from Love and Destroy, and it's the main menu theme. I've never played this game before. I found this um, by the composer, looking up stuff by the composer, but we'll talk about that. Let's roll it. Mm -hmm. 
this is a um, a, a company that um, used to be part of Capcom uh, called Inti Creates, and um, this is one of the founding members, Ippo Yamada. And I've always really liked his soundtracks. He's done uh, Mega Man X two, I think. I don't think he did the first one, um, but he did like Super Street Fighter two, Demon's Crest, which I played one time um, on on the show on the cast. And then the Mega Man Zero games, which I'm a, a huge fan of. I just love Mega Man. Um, and I don't even love, like, half their catalog, to be honest. They're all, like, okay games. And even even Ippo's songs aren't always great. But this is one that I heard just doing research for this. And um, I was like, oh, man, this, is, this would be, like, a cool sample or something. This is Someone's got to dig this up and start rapping over it. You know? I... I don't have citations for this, so it might just, I don't know, fake fake news, but I love that. <clears throat> I, I, I wish I would have the examples I know, because I know I heard like three or four from like the Nintendo 64 PlayStation 1 era where they're using these like kind of like drum, drum and bass beats, mm-hmm. um, which are really cool. Uh, you know, adding or, you know, the, the contrast or the dynamic between like the beat that they chose and like the tone of the guitar is really cool. Um, it's a very simple song. It's, it's very, you know, and it, it makes sense since it's the main menu uh, theme, but it's a, it's a really good track that I definitely will visit after this episode. Yeah. It, it, something about title tracks is, I don't know, like they, they're, they have to be good because they're so short, you know? Yeah, for sure. I, did, I, I mean, mean, some of them are probably long, but yeah, because there's not really like too much of a mel- like there's not too much of a melody going on, um, but at the same time, it's just really memorable. You know, right. I, I just I'm gonna remember it immediately from you know here on out. So yeah, it's a cool little loop. I like it. Uh, so this next track, my last one, is from Police Knots, which is a Kojima written game. Of course, did the Metal Gear series and used to work for Konami or IP. Um, and this song is called End of the Dark. Love that, uh, the, uh, the classic, uh, do, 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 do. <laughs> oh, what, which, uh, what, it was the first Metal Gear Solid that had the doot doots, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I was looking at art for this game, 
and uh, and it just reminded me a lot of Snatcher. Of course, it makes sense why it does. Um, but uh, just love the I don't know just retro feel of these of these tracks that they you know put together for these games. Um, really matches the art of the uh, or just like the artistic style of the games and. I don't know, very, very nostalgic um, to, to come back. And I really wish they would have... I think there's probably is a translation somewhere of this game online. Um, I know Snatcher is available. If you want to buy it on Sega City, it's like 600 bucks. So um, probably won't do that, but yeah, good stuff, man. You know, I was thinking these past couple of weeks while we were talking about uh, this topic for the, for the podcast, uh, I have never played... A, a Japan-only game, uh, not a single one. And I was curious how many you guys had played. I I know you've both played Mother Three, which we've talked about on the podcast before. But uh, have you guys played like a lot? I don't know. I, the only ones I've played are from uh, like um, emulators or or modding my Wii, like playing Captain Rainbow and yeah, um, Live a Live, which is probably just a bad translation of live a life although now i think about it i think the it's actually written out live a live which is i don't know anyway that's a great game um that i played in bahamut lagoon but these were all like connected to the same uh like team of translators i was more into like the the process of translation that's why i played some of these games any, I guess to answer Alice's question, Mother Three is the only one that I've personally uh, played. But you know, I'm I've definitely been interested in the music of a lot of games that that didn't make it out here. Um, and I would learn about like the synopsis or the breakdown of the game. But um, really, is regrettable that I didn't learn more Japanese when I was younger to to enjoy more of this content. But what can you do? I guess learn now, but I'm too lazy. All right, so. I gotta apologize uh, to whoever watched at this point. Uh, I chose some tracks that might not, um, I guess, fit this format. Unfortunately. Well, uh, yeah. let's 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 go back to the very beginning. So, <laughs> you uh, apparently are a aficionado of PC ninety eight. Uh, yeah. Okay. So. Man, years ago, I was, like, following random blogs on Blogspot and Tumblr and, and like, random subreddits to find, like, really obscure games and, and music. And there was this one um, this one user on Tumblr named, like, Post-Human Wanderings or something like that. There's There was just so much cool stuff that, that he was curating, he or she was. Um, but uh, one big focus was the PC-98, the MSX-2, um, you know, a lot of the stuff on PC. And unfortunately, <laughs> a lot of stuff uh, might not be appropriate uh, for, for the channel. Right. Um, go yeah, ahead. So Matt provided us with, with his three tracks for the episode. Um, I made the decision to... Uh, to cut a few of them because as I discovered in my research they uh, the content depicted in the game is extremely graphic uh, sexually graphic let me make it clear yeah I mean violence um, isn't a big deal 
Right. So we did. I um, not to come across as a prude or anything, but I decided that you know, for the for the sake of this episode, I would I would swap those tracks out. But I guess you know, podcast question of the week: uh, Should we have adult games, music from adult games on the podcast? Ooh. Music from uh, AO ESRB rating games. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, so apologies. For that but no I, it was my decision i don't know no i think it was, i think one i think one thing to take away or one thing that i would give to whoever's watching this the people that do watch it is you know check out just check out some um original soundtracks for pc 98 games um i mean you might not know the content of them um but you can listen to the music, and that's that's really one thing about PC ninety eight that's so interesting to me is that you know there's so much music on, frankly, a like a system so to speak that we really didn't get to get any exposure on. Um, so there's just so many good tracks that are just hiding, um, you know, on the internet somewhere. And thank God somebody's out here, you know, taking all this stuff and putting it on YouTube and whatever. But um, yeah. So with that said, um, I did choose, I was able to uh, move forward with at least one of the choices, and then after that, I'm going to have Ellis take over. Um, but it's from uh, a CD, like floppy. I don't know exactly what it is, but it was something that came like bi-monthly or something to like subscribers in Japan. It was called This Station, and sometimes it would have like random software, demos of games, and in some situations, full games. Um, and one of the games that was on there, I want to say it was called Devil Fort. Um, and it was a strategy RPG game, and this is one of the tracks that was on there, uh, which is happens to be the, the credits. Credit track. So enjoy. Viewers might have observed that I I put question marks beside the different uh, aspects of the of this track. I um, pretty much everything about this track is a mystery to me. I'm not entirely sure what game it's from, uh, who composed it, or what the title of it is. So, <laughs> and I think that's what's that's why I kind of like about this. I guess the end of this particular end of the internet you know where we don't you know we don't know there's so many like tracks that are probably on youtube that are in the like, kanji or katakana that we can't look up you know what i mean um and whether or not it was from a good game or not or from you know, a game at all honestly or from a game at all potentially yeah you're right um you know it, it 
from what I've heard, it is from that game, and it was a track that I really enjoyed. Yeah, and I, I think the big thing is since it's coming from a disc that doesn't, it's not exclusive to its own, like, it's not its own game, you know what I mean? Like, it's on a floppy with a bunch of other potentially like bloatware or garbage or whatever, and it's just, like, nestled tightly in there, and somehow it got extracted from, you know, from that media. This is like this is the Japanese equivalent of like if we play a track from Putt Putt's Big Adventure or something. Yeah, exactly. Wow, uh, Putt Putt—that's a throwback. <laughs> well, here's the so these next couple tracks I I threw into the playlist. Um, though as a as a nod to Matt's personal tastes, I they are both games published by Square. They're not developed by Square, so they won't get us for it. But they were published by Square. Um, this first trust. track is uh, is from a game called Treasure Hunter G. I only discovered this this track very recently, but it's a good one, and it's called a uh, Sad Freedom. I'm not. I don't know where this plays in the game. I don't know anything about this game. Um, but uh, it's music by Mitsuhito Mitsuhito Tanaka. Let's take a listen. Great track. That's cool. I'm glad you picked it. That was amazing. <laughs> it reminds me of something that uh, Yasunori Mitsuda would write. Like it's got the, it's like it's modal, but it has like chromaticism. Yeah, it's totally yeah. Chrono Triggery. I feel. Yeah. yeah. The same way. Especially with like a little choir sound. Love mm -hmm. the love the sparse bass and drums in the first part. 
love the reverb on the on the drum kit they decided to use for that. And uh, I was just kind of looking at the when this was released. It's like it was released in '96, so I think they're really on the cusp of like knowing what to do with you know the sound chip and Nintendo around yeah. that time. All right, well, another Super Famicom RPG coming right up. This one is the main theme from Alkahest, uh, music composed by Jun Ishikawa, best known for the Kirby series. Let's take a listen. I know that Ellis has brought in this, uh, this game up. I, I don't know if he actually ended up using a track or not. I have bad memory. I played on I... the intro music from this game before on mm-hmm. the podcast. Is it? Is it because? Uh, do you do you think you're drawn to this this soundtrack because you're a big fan of the Kirby music or that composer? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, Juni Shikawa is one of my favorites. Um, I probably wouldn't have been exposed to this music had I not, you know, sought it out because he, he wrote the music. I feel like, uh, you know, just based on the ones that were chosen today, the, the songs that were chosen today, just further reinforces that Super Nintendo is green, man. It's, I think personally it's the best system, my favorite system, with especially due to the music, the way that the music sounds. I spent a lot of time with Super Nintendo, you know, in my in my uh, childhood, and shoot, even in my like teens, and even now, every once in a while, I fire up Sunset Riders or something. I haven't played it, an RPG in a, in quite some time, and I think those are the games um, that usually have a lot of my favorite songs. Um, but just in general, it just sounds very familiar, very comfortable. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that you say that. Uh, this our, our set list today reinforces that Super Nintendo is the best because the only Super Nintendo tracks were these these last two. Yeah, and you know, surprisingly, uh, you know, even though you chose them, they uh, really are. Uh, I, I just immediately felt drawn to both of them, especially that Treasure Hunter uh, song. Um, that that and, and, uh, to me, that's the highlight of of what we've heard yeah. today. I would say you saved the best for last, um, but all everything that I've heard today has been. Well, I'm glad I, I didn't disappoint you with my my prudish, uh, my uh, my Quaker like uh, rejection of your of your <laughs> adult tracks. Uh, well, thank you for um, you know if you're if you're listening to it up to this point or listening to us ramble for up to this point. Thanks, guys. Uh, really, really appreciate you guys staying engaged with this. You know, eventually we are gonna be you know. Hopefully when 
things stable as we'll be jamming again and stuff like that. But it's nice to hang out with these guys and and kind of get those random texts from you know from the people that do watch it to say you know hey good choice or bad choice. I just gotta say, whenever I, I see Emilio or Alex Gerber comment in one of our YouTube videos, my heart just soars. So, <laughs> if you know anyone out there, I know. Uh, let's see who listens to us. Um, uh, Anna, Eric Smith, Greg Milam, Mike Altitaus, Ryan, Ryan probably. Uh, leave us a comment. Make fun of me, yeah. so I, I'll, I'll defend myself in the comments like a like you're supposed <laughs> to. Shout out to uh, Ryan Click too. Thanks for listening, man. And and also, uh, and uh, weigh in on our podcast question of the week: adult only games, yes or no? <laughs> but um, this uh, our take our our outro song is a song that we recorded together. Uh, it is the from Sonic the Hedgehog one. It's Starlight Zone. Thank you uh, to Ellis for editing, and thanks for uh, Raymond for existing, and we'll catch you in the next uh, episode. Thanks, guys.